Good morning. This is James Park coming to you with some more interview tips. So if you're heading off that job interview soon, listen in on this video and hopefully you'll score a couple extra points. Today we're going to talk about a question that was brought to me by a colleague in the industry. He uh, was shooting for a resident manager position and a board member asked him a question that goes along like this. What would you do if someone in the building, a resident, a shareholder, had scheduled movers to vacate her apartment, so move the stuff out of her, out of her apartment? on a Sunday without telling you and she was caught with 90% um, done and maybe uh, several boxes uh, in the hallway. So basically, would you stop the movers from continuing their work and have the resident schedule or reschedule for another day during the week after their COI has been uh, submitted? A COI is a certificate of insurance that you need uh, from every outside party who uh, comes into your building to do some work. A COI is required from every mover that's going to be working in your building. So uh, the question is, um, do you stop that work from happening and you have the resident reschedule that appointment for sometime later on uh, during a business day? Or, you know what, it's just a couple boxes. Um, do you have that do you have the movers just finish up that work and call it a day? So this type of question in a job interview setting is called a hypothetical or a hypo for short. And basically what this hypothetical is, it's a fictitious scenario where the interviewer wants to see what you would do in the case of so it's, it's kind of like a, a what if question. What would you do in this scenario? And the purpose of this is to kind of gauge how you think on your feet. And they want to see what your thought processes are. These questions can be pretty hard and it can throw you off. There's been times when I've been giving hypotheticals and you know, it's nerve wracking, right? You're, you're being forced to think on your feet on top of being uh, a little bit nervous and anxious about the interview. Um, and all the questions that you're anticipating, you, you're now having to brainstorm and think of some, some solution to this hypothetical, fictitious problem, right? So if you were ever in this situation in a job interview and it's thrown you off, you're not alone. See, the hypothetical is meant to trip you up. Why? Because these questions are purposefully designed to be in the gray area of things. So there's usually not one best perfect answer. It's not like a clear question of, you know, what would you do if, you know, someone dropped a wallet or a wad of cash in front of you and didn't realize it. Obviously you would let them know and, you know, give the money back to them. It's not as clear as that, right? And secondly, there's usually more than one issue involved. So there's more than one approach. There's a moral approach where is this right or is this wrong? There's a professional uh, or competence approach, which is 
according to industry standards, according to how resident managers or building superintendents normally do things, which is the right way? What's the best approach? So there's gonna be a couple different issues involved and you're gonna to have to prioritize one approach over the other. So, so if you're prioritizing one approach, you're gonna be doing it at the detriment to the other approach. It's kind of like the, the question of, uh, is stealing wrong? Well, yeah, stealing is wrong. Well, what if it's medicine that you can't otherwise get or afford for someone who is dying? So, you know, w one way or the other, it's, it's a moral dilemma, right? So going back, these questions are supposed to pose dilemmas for you. So it might be a moral versus a professional dilemma. And third, they're supposed to tug at you emotionally. That means that they're supposed to evoke some sort of reaction from you. Maybe it's someone that is uh, trying to flout the rules and try to deceive you, which can make you angry. Maybe it's someone that's offensive and you know just makes you angry. But these questions are designed to evoke that emotion, to draw that out of you. And I'll tell you why um, in a moment, why that's bad. So what's the right answer? The good news is that there is no one right answer. So as I said before, uh, there's one, not one perfect answer. These are supposed to be dilemmas. And so there's more than one answer to these dilemmas because these questions will cover gray areas. There's enough room for you to come up with a creative answer. So if there's different responses for these hypotheticals, what is the interviewer really looking for? The interviewer, when they pose hypotheticals, is looking for three things. They're looking to see that you're able to identify and recognize all of the different issues there. Number two, they're looking to see you reason your way to an answer. And they're looking to see you make a firm judgment call based on your reasoning. And why is this important? Because resident managers set and enforce the building rules and guidelines. So they wanna see you stand up and make that hard decision when no one's around or when the situation calls for it. They need someone to confidently make decisions on behalf of the building, especially when it comes to those duties or those, those policies that resident managers are traditionally set to enforce. So based on these three things that they're looking for, how do you answer these questions? First, keep your emotions out of it. So regardless of, of what this hypothetical throws in to make you angry, make you nervous, make you feel frustrated, keep that out of it because emotions often cloud our judgment and our ability to reason. This will help with a clear thinking, a clear analysis of the situation. Next, start listing all the issues that you can identify. Third, start creating a pro and con list. So with each issue, what's a pro and what's a con? For instance, in the case of our hypothetical, you have someone moving on a Sunday without a COI, without a certificate of insurance, just in case any accidents occur, and they've done it without your knowledge and probably in a way to deceive you. And let's look at the other issue. She's almost done, right? She has you know, 10% more to go in several boxes in the hallway. Now, how long will it take to load them up and, and get her out of the building? 
do you want to prolong the um, this agony or this this process and with it the opportunity for more accidents to occur by prolonging it maybe it's in your best interest just to let it go right just to just to see if this can um, be shuffled away quickly and you everyone moves on with their Sunday but on the other hand if someone slips and fall if your grandma slips and fall and you know something happens to her now you've just created a lot of drama for a Sunday right so maybe you know the extra cost of having her call the movers again uh, with a COI is the best is the best way forward right because now you you are you haven't put yourself in the position of jeopardizing the building and many of its residents for one person right so it seems natural to me maybe to take that approach in this hypothetical or maybe not alternatively in this hypothetical you could say let the resident finish up with the moving and you just place yourself as a monitor to make sure that you're overseeing that work until she's out to make sure that nothing gets damaged and no one gets hurt and in a way there's a saying called you know no harm no foul so if you're looking at these opposing issues and I've just pulled two of them up the first thing you want to do is list them down so write them down secondly just like I did write the pros and cons of each approach finally when you're faced with a hypothetical question choose the answer that has the most positive outcome so if you have an equal balance on either side or both issues or all the issues seem to weigh the same this is what you do pick the decision that most helps the building so be that advocate for the building because after all as a superintendent or resident manager you're an advocate for the building you represent the building so take that decision even if it's hard and even if it's a difficult decision make that decision that helps the building most whichever way that you go as long as you support it with good reasoning um, they both can pass look not every board member or not every interview may like your answer but you've supported it with reason and you've made a firm decision based on that reason with confidence by keeping emotions out of it the key here is with winning hypotheticals you got to go through a lot of them you got to practice practice makes you um, identify issues quicker practice makes you run through these um, mental exercises faster and more efficiently with practice makes perfect this is james park thank you for listening signing off